and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Chips and Bits podcast. It's Kenny Myers here with my friend and associate, Matthew Anderson. That's right. You ever see those micro machine commercials when you were growing up? Sure did. They had them in Canada? Yes, we had most things in Canada. Did they have a Canadian micro machines guy? Nope. Oh, that's too bad, because I really liked how he talked really fast while he was doing about the, the fabulous micro-machines. And I feel yeah. like I had a future in that. Or just being on a mystical track. Anyway, uh, we got some business to take care of. Uh, as always, uh, you can sign up as a Patreon, and if you are a Patreon, you can actually view the live stream right now on YouTube uh, as it's happening. But you're not, uh, if you don't know that, and... Um, it's really fun. You can see very exciting things happen as we set up for a review podcast. Yeah, uh, great. That's Chips and Bits. You can just search for us on Patreon. You can also go to our website, chips-and-bits.com, where it links to that Patreon, as well as our iTunes for reviews. You can you can subscribe on Spotify to us now, which is super cool, and also is the best display next to our website of this podcast and all the hard work Matt does. Especially uh, in the car. Yeah, I mean, it looks so good because Matt just really puts his heart into it, and I half-ass most of it. Um, yeah, and uh, I think that's it. I think we should probably cue the theme, huh? Go for it, man. You're in charge. All right, we're gonna do that now. nice that song I just you know, that song ages pretty good i just realized that the stream just sees like i didn't set up uh stream labs to correctly like when i switched to the title card it didn't oh, cool. send the audio of the it does switch to the title card looks great got a fade transition but i forgot to set up the audio for the uh thing so sorry about so that just but you got to, like a, a very zen picture of it mm. yeah uh yeah today we are talking about the Witness! The Witness is a game by famed video game developer Jonathan Blow, uh, made by who made Braid, which did we review? Is that one of our things that we reviewed? I forget. Um, I, don't, I think that was before I our time. I don't think, yeah. I mean, I definitely We certainly it, talked about it. it and played it, yeah. But he, uh, he was the writer of and creator of Braid, which was a one-man operation, and then he expanded all that money into The Witness, which I would best describe as a miss style puzzle game you think that's a fair thing that's like it's hard to describe it really it is indescribable but Matt, yeah i mean i get would it you like to give it a go it's a puzzle game for sure and certainly it takes place on an island so when you're thinking through games to try to compare this to something the first games that come up are mist and riven uh, but it's also not really like anything you've played so i would just say it's a it's a unique puzzle game yeah, I would say it's like the island of Mr. Riven with an I- with iPad puzzles on it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and also like less of the sort of like th- there's almost no storytelling. Lore. Yeah, there's almost depth. no lore in this game. Uh, I mean, so, there's you no. Know, Sorry, please. I'm keeping no, interrupting because I'm, I'm so excited to talk about the witness. That's what you know. The the difference, the main difference between those styles of games is that. 
missed, you know, there's deep lore and storytelling that sort of draws you through trying to figure out the puzzles. Whereas in The Witness, it's more just the mechanics um, and whether you find those engaging and the learning aspects, like the educational aspect of the game is what draws you through. There's there's almost no lore to compare it to, to Mist or anything like that. Yeah, it's like most of the game is exploring how far Jonathan Blow has stuck his head up his own asshole. <laughs> Like, that's the central mystery of The Witness. Uh, so let's talk about, I want to talk about a couple of things with The Witness, but I'm really, so a little history, Chips and Bits history, or Bitstory, as we're calling these segments mm. now. Uh, mm. We're not, we're not calling these segments. Okay, um, good. Yeah, we, we don't do segments. Uh, yeah, I also don't like to veto things, so, you know, I'm glad you just withdrew it. <laughs> that's true. You're a yes man. Uh <laughs> We had originally, this game came out, what, 2018? 19? Don't know. I could look it up for you. Could you look it up? Anyway, Matt was very excited about this game, and I thought it would be cool, but I vetoed reviewing this because I didn't want to put in the effort, and Matt just kind of stopped playing it at that point. Um, 2016. Yep, that's right around then. So this this has been on the chopping block for a bit. But recently, the timing and feeling were correct, where we all, Matt just sort of, dove into it again i don't know what prompted you to dive into it what prompted it that's oh, a, it's a fun video game story actually what prompted it was part of our bit story yeah part of oh jesus if <laughs> uh yeah if um you have access to our patron uh only podcast every month uh, one of the things we do in that podcast is we bring a game to the table that's either not in-depth enough or not fun enough or whatever the, the rationale is that we're not actually going to podcast about it. But we did spend some time with it and have some opinions or about it. Or that Matt just won't play. Or that really, I won't play. Right. Really just Matt won't play. So one of those games we brought to the table a few months back was um, uh, an indie game, puzzle game called Maquette. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was f- fine. You know, not good enough to podcast about it and had tons of issues. And so and I, I didn't want to play the table. Yeah, no. But the one thing it did do, which I considered to be a pro, was it it, it inspired me to um, th- start thinking about The Witness again. And then um, we actually have a mutual friend that was uh, chatting with me about that game as well. And, and he said exactly the same thing. He was like, yeah, I stopped playing Maquette, but I actually started playing The Witness again. <laughs> and so it was just like perfect storm of puzzle games that came back together. I feel like we should just start naming him. I mean, at this point, he's like intrinsically linked to a lot of our gaming adventures. Uh, so, uh, I mean, that, that's totally, totally your call. It could remain a mystery, though. For that is for, true. For but all he time. is a lord, so he is he's a Scottish a lord. lord. So we, yeah. we, you know, if we're going to do it, we got to be respectful. Of it. Let's call him the Scottish Lord. Sounds good. Yeah. So anyway, the Scottish Lord and you, uh, who the Scottish Lord, of course, who was also interested in this game when it came out. You two more so than me. Uh, or I uh, decided to take it up, and then in in one of my moods of fancy, uh, where I was feeling mo- more generous than I usually am to you, uh, I was like, "Hey, I could I could play this game. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like a puzzler right now, and I do love puzzle games. Um, I mean, we our first game was Portal Two, and that's essentially just a puzzle game, you know." Um, and I was so excited that you decided to play it and can't wait I to know. hear what you thought about it. I, I can't wait to share with you what I thought about it. Um, so, Matt, I mean, tell them more about The Witness and how you and I'd like to hear how you felt about the game. So, so the, the 
Yeah, probably the better way to describe this is just to tell you a little bit about how the game starts. The game starts like so. You get a title screen, you hit start new game, and you're in a tunnel. And you start walking through the tunnel forward towards the light. Um, There's no instructions, there's no nothing. And you come across a door. And there's a pretty uh, simple looking little diagram. It's just a little dot with a line. And you figure out pretty quick without any instruction that you can tap on the dot and draw a line to the end of that, uh, to the final point, and the door unlocks and opens. And then you're out of the tunnel and into another room. And then the game continues from that point forward. Each room and each door and or puzzle that you encounter is an ever-increasing, more complicated version of the puzzles that came before it for the most part. Every once in a while, there's pretty heavy tangents that happen within the learning learning and education system of the puzzle mechanics. And you have to sort of take a break and go find out another mechanic and come back and revisit those puzzles because you don't have enough information. But essentially, that's that's the game. So I think at a, at a high level, one of the things that makes this interesting is that it falls in that realm of sort of like, how much, how gamey is this game? Because um, even when we think of what you were just referring to, like puzzle games, Puzzle games, even if puzzles are their core mechanic, still usually have like a character or characters or stories or something other than the main puzzle mechanic that you're actually going to play around with. Um, You know, like in Portal. Portal, you've got characters and story um, and all these other things. In in Witness, you don't really have any of that. Um, There's there's some stuff there, but it's it's not really a story. (laughs) It's just it's just uh, it's just stuff, just information. So I would say uh, I would say this is a very gamey game. I'm surprised you brought that up. I would say this is like this isn't like a story driven game, but it feels. I mean, it. I never didn't think like I was playing Firewatch or something. Like there was always oh, objectives and interesting yeah, things yeah, yeah. to do. Well, you know, I, I actually quote. agree too. I'm just saying there's not much to describe of the game part of it other than you, you solve just puzzles. go around solving puzzles on your iPads. Yep. That's what you do. Yep. That's the game. So that's that's kind of how it starts. Um, it's if uh, if it's you know something we haven't talked about in quite a while. But one of the things that I actually love um, about is how many it teaches games you uh, many how games to do that I've played, yeah, is this when is, is when you I can get dropped inside of something in yeah. an environment in a world, and you can figure out how to like Dark Souls play. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly like that. That's one of the things that I t- that I do appreciate about it. Um, so yeah, it, in that sense, the game really uh, made me feel like I was slowly but surely becoming an expert. Now, I think the first point of sort of what I can imagine to be contention for anyone to play this game and what I would love to hear your feedback on is that unlike other situations, I can definitely see where you're becoming an expert slowly but surely. You're learning, right? But you're learning nothing, really. Like, you're, you're learning someone else's suggestion for like something that they thought would be fun for you to learn. Now, if you don't think it's that's fun or you don't uh, enjoy what's being taught to you, since there's nothing else in it, um, I could imagine this game just like falling in, uh, you know, off a cliff for, for a player really quickly. Fortunately for me, that wasn't the case, but I have no idea if you felt the same way and if you really enjoyed what was being taught to you or not. I mean, this game is way too fucking long. Like, it was just way too long. Like, 
there's 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 like there's so many different elements to it uh it did have very very frustrating puzzles not good puzzles i felt like frustrating puzzles ones that when you solved i mean there were still some puzzles that i solved that honestly was just like what is that solution i don't quite understand it and maybe that's the training mechanic but i will tell you that by the i got to the last area so first there's like a whole meta game thing which we can talk about in a little bit but really like you go through these different areas and you unlock these lasers that point to this hill where there's these stone people holding Mm -hmm. a box like i don't know like fucking containing just one of jonathan blow's amazing ideas um and it opens and i was like i was like finally i'm done and it opens to like a portal-esque like center uh where you have to go different levels uh and do all this clever stuff that Mm -hmm. is i mean it's clever but i feel like a lot of times this game is too clever for its own good like like where it's less fun and more like the cleverness is it's like really bad um fiction where it just tries to be too clever anyway at that point when i opened the little hole and i was like oh there's more puzzles i just started looking up answers and going through the whole area i just i just (laughs) cheated in the mountain i I cheated the entire mountain all the way down to the ending yeah i looked up every single answer i was so bored and frustrated and there were some of them that i was like this is clever but really it was just like like it was too much at that point um i really uh I really enjoyed this game at the beginning, but it just felt like when you accomplish something again, like you were further getting up Jonathan blows ass and just looking around and being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like there's in my opinion, the most talented abstract uh, works are grounded in some sort so something you can hold on to like, like, Mm -hmm. There's something that you can relate to in it, but this is like a peyote trip of a story. Like, or like, like it's just so out there that you can't really like conceptualize what uh, his vision is for like what, who you are, what you're doing or any of the Island and anything. Now it's called the witness. And obviously Mm -hmm. like there's this like witnessing capability of it. Like you're being watched by things. There's all these different layers of witnesses, but it just got really frustrating to me, like unlocking like the movies you can unlock certain, certain movies that are like incredibly cryptic and just so fucking stupid. They're like, movies are so dumb. They're like, someone went to like, uh, they finished their, uh, community college film school course and decided to make a movie about something like what's really important, you know? And, uh, and it was just, it was so gross that I didn't want to continue doing that. And uh, like the puzzles were great. Those fucking Tetris puzzles, though. Those were the worst. Um, And it was cool unlocking areas. Uh, And it was even cooler when initially you run into puzzles that like you're doing all these similar puzzles and then the environment becomes the puzzle separate from these pads you've been using for a while. And so then you're observing the environment for essentially like where's Waldo style, uh, connecting lines that are all about lining up perspective and like you could like look in the de- the sand and see the pattern and try to match it up and then you can select it um 
And that was cool. I liked that at first, but then I just didn't want to do any more of them. Like, but I was so bored by the end of this. Um, but I enjoyed like, I want to say 50% of it, 50% of it. I was totally in. And then the last 50%, I was just like, ah, this is just, I'm just getting frustrated a lot. The puzzles are, are fine. Like they, they, they're just like, they're a lot of the same stuff. Like they try to be too clever and it fucks up the, the flow, you know, I just, it's fine. It's Hmm. a fine game. Uh, <laughs> well, so I'll start with, you know, for one, I think that's a really fair criticism. Um, the, it's almost why I shied away from even saying anything about story in this game in the first place. You know, I, I think that everything that you would typically describe in any other game as story in, in the witness, it's, it's absolutely obtuse. And more importantly, I don't feel that any benefit, whether perceived or just something that you just thought took place, um, importantly, has any makes any difference to the, the the game itself. And so, in hindsight, you know, there, there's part of me which, in, in the in the beginning, when I first finished it, I thought, man, the puzzles were great. So, there's a lot of great stuff in this game, not just the puzzles. Like the world itself is beautifully realized. All the different areas are unique. They look really great. Um, and, you know, even though the mechanic is simple and straightforward, uh, as Kenny alluded to, it, it gets absolutely out of control and like super complicated to the fact where sometimes you really feel like some of these things just won't be solvable. So it's even very clever. It's, like it's yeah. really a clever game. Like yeah. how they teach you. I do agree with you on the fact that like the way that they teach you is really good until you run into an area that you don't have the right lesson for. And you don't know where to find that lesson for. And you're stuck for like an hour trying to scour the island at a slow pace for one stupid puzzle like that. That was that wasn't fun. It's not really I think it's not really an exploration game. Like there's not there's not a lot of reward in exploration. There's a lot of reward in puzzle solving. Yeah. Well, I feel like there were some aspects where you had to treat it like an exploration game. Right. But um, yeah, I'm not sure that you should have had to, you know, like they do. I would say, I think there's, what, nine areas? Nine or ten areas? And for the first three that you encounter, it's almost, even though it's still difficult uh, and the progression is challenging, it's fairly linear. You can right. get through each area. And then just seemingly for no apparent reason, in, in the third or fourth area, all of a sudden, it's just like, huh, I thought I'd been following all the, the patterns. I, th- I feel like I've learned everything. I literally cannot continue. And it forces you to break the, that current pattern of sort of just figuring things out and go and just explore around. But mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty big and vast place. And so, and so like going back and forth between the areas isn't really the most fun thing to do all the time. And uh, and you also have to then, if you're if you're smart, start, you know, keeping whether it's mental notes or physical notes, which is what I did, um, start to keep track of where you left off and what you forgot and what you needed so that when you randomly encounter that in one of the other areas, you can be like, oh, right, that's from area number three. I've got to go back and like close that loop. Um, that actually, uh, one thing I was thinking about, which I also used a pad of paper. We famously, sh- we shared. Yeah. Uh, we shared these with each other. Uh, I actually feel like when I have to bring out a pace, piece of paper for anything, that it's a failure of game design. Interesting. I feel like the tools in the game should be enough to figure out how to solve the things. And I feel like using external tools 
is a failure of game design. Hands cool. down. Well, we could have that argument, I guess, if you want to, because I would strongly disagree with that sentiment. Uh, part of the reason why I like was fine with the relation point to Mist when you first brought it up is because I can't remember the last time I actually did that in a game previous to Mist. And I still have like in a box somewhere my old notebook of all the sketches and puzzle solutions and drawings that I made while I was going around the island in Mist. And it's fun. Like that that aspect of it is like another part of the game that if you're into it, is actually really enjoyable to like look through your notes and see that. I'm stuff. so, so glad you brought that up because I also wanted to bring up that I brought up those comparisons, but failed to mention that I fucking hated those games. <laughs> well, it makes sense as to why this one would have been problematic then. Um, this one was easier to get into than those games. I'll give it that much. And it had a sure. better training mechanism than Mist was it's, just like, here's very hard puzzles. Yeah. It's more approachable. But yeah. to the point that like, you know, if you're not, this is it's nothing more than 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 a puzzle game or like it tries to be like don't get like i totally agree with you like the whole philosophy and weird obfuscated story thing that's woven in it i mean it's there but like for most purposes you should just ignore that and just pretend like it doesn't yeah, <laughs> doesn't yeah, even exist because it genuinely makes the game less enjoyable like, I agree. If I it was agree. just a straight puzzle, like and even exploration game to some degree, uh, where you just got to the end and it was like a congratulations banner pops down, like mm-hmm. that would be more fulfilling than finding all those fucking stupid things. Which reminds me, I, I failed to make my original point with that little like tangent I was going on, which was that when I first finished the game, and there's there's a there's a finish to the game, and then there's a second finish to the game as well. Is which there I, also a Danish and a Swedish? No. no. Um, waka waka. There's, there's a completion, and then there's a second one as well. Um, when I got to the end of the first one, I thought, you know, this game should have had better story. Like, I, I wish it had more story, better drivers, better story, better mechanic. Is this there. the finish I got? Like yeah, the probably. one where you walk into the door? Or the yeah. glass mm-hmm. elevator. Yeah. So yeah, there no. is a second finish. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that. So, right. and then in hindsight, Danish. I, I actually kind of wish that none of it was there. Like, I feel like if all the little audio tapes, all the weird, you know, audio, uh, like narration, all the weird things you read, like everything you picked up along the way, if that was just gone and you had to fill that in yourself, I feel like all of us would have done a much better job at that than jonathan blow and whoever else worked on the story part of this game whereas everything else is so like well put together and well crafted and really interesting that if you you're if you're into that then i feel like it wouldn't distract uh you could just focus on the really cool aspect which was the puzzle solving mechanic in the game um so yeah i've kind of come to that after sitting with it for a bit yeah, I wish the areas like because the areas had really interesting stuff going on in the game, and I wish they told the story. Like the environment tells the story. It doesn't have to be specific. I can deal with abstract in that. And there were some some components to that with like the statues of people and stuff. But it was it, but the anytime you ran into something that tried to like give information or like speak an idea, it just threw any imaginative like imagination you had into like a what the fuck is this like like uh maybe if you collect them all and do that but i was just so tired of it i mean at a certain point there's clever and there's frustrating and for me this game was for a while very clever but then clever like in a lot of puzzle games really can turn to frustrating and then you kind of need that flow to like 
to break through one of those tough puzzles and sort of like have a couple easy wins, I feel. Mm. But then like it just kept like it just kept getting so frustrating and so much travel. And the quick travel mechanism is a fucking boat that's slow as <laughs> shit. That also has hidden puzzle mechanics in it. it and does, yeah. uh it's ex- it's just this exhausting. Uh, it's exhaustingly clever is how I would describe this game. Like stupidly ob- obtuse and exhaustingly cr- clever. Yeah. I think actually you, you hit on what I think would be, it may or may not be the core indicator or measurement of whether or not you would like this game. And that mm-hmm. is, you know, if we, if we were to tell you fair audience that literally everything in the game that you play could possibly be a puzzle and you think, Cool. You'll probably love this game. But if you think like like really like the back of the boat really could be a puzzle, you're like, yep, the back of the boat could be a puzzle. And you're like, that's stupid. You'll probably hate this game. <laughs> or you'll probably um have a similar response to Kenny, which is that like until you discover that level of detail as far as the puzzle mechanics interwoven into the things that you're sitting on, um, then it gets a little irritating after that. I could totally I could totally see Again, that. Again though, like that didn't really ta- like totally I thought it was clever. Like initially I was like, oh, this is cool. Like it's fun to find environmental puzzles like that. Um But would it be fun to find 180 of them? Uh I mean, no. It's it's fun to do about a hundred of these puzzles. That's my that's where I kind of was like because it really is just like tracing with your finger, essentially. Uh you're like playing worm most of the time with your finger around block boxes and like that mechanic well they they spice it up oh look i'm already thinking about the witnesses and his puzzles um that yawn they like spice it up and and they play with it so well that you're just like this is like an achievement in using one concept and like 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 a very simple board uh you know it's the same as like like essentially they were given like a a a board that's like in checkers and they made chess with it and they made backgammon with it and then they made uh and you're like ah this i mean this is great and then i'm like look at this fucking tree just go where the fruit is and like all this weird stuff and you're like ah but it's still on that chess board and then you're aligning it because it's translucent i mean it was it was it was cool but then like like I said, I got to that last year. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I just looked <laughs> up the puzzles and I was like, yeah, that was clever. Who cares? Let's fucking go. Yeah, that was fine. Okay. You rotate around a pillar and solve the puzzle that way. That's very cute. Um, I get it. It's challenging. Blah, blah, blah. But I was so bored. I was just like, come on, man. Where's my Where's my anime characters with oversized bosoms and huge swords? Giving think, the worst dialogue you could ever hear in your entire life and being objectified. I, th- I think the one problem that um, being so successful at that concept does did create, though, which you mentioned earlier in the podcast, was there are actually times in which you can have enough of an understanding of an existing puzzle mechanic to solve something, but actually not realize that there are two, sometimes three solution, same solutions to that puzzle. And so you'll end up solving it, but feeling like you did it randomly or accidentally and that you missed out on a puzzle mechanic and it can really trip you up for a little bit in the game thinking, oh, I don't actually know how I solved that. Even though you do, you just didn't fully realize that there are like different interpretations of that same rule applied. Yeah. Um, and there were actually different, like there were puzzle mechanics that were different that looked like similar puzzle mechanics you use. So yep. they could be very confusing, like squares and colors and how those work together. Um, I mean, and literally you color it, theory, like, on top of it all like there was there are things with like sound and color theory not just in 
It, yeah, I mean, it, it's very complex as far I as I think how that it, was my favorite puzzle. There's like there's a courtyard in a castle that essentially each of the four squares are like sound based. Uh, you foot the footsteps. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I thought that was really fun. And then I was like, okay, cool, I'm done. And then I got to the top thing, and I'm like, ah, oh, you fucking bastard, trying to be clever again. God damn it, so, Jonathan Blow, you're the worst, but also really talented. Fucking Jonathan Blow. I, I feel like we should decide how how much we want to spoil the. Because you know you've you've alluded to sort of like environmental puzzles, but like yeah, we should Why decide we how much spoil, we spoil everything. There's fucking well, there's environmental puzzles everywhere. They're just like you're looking for circles in a straight line uh, yeah. <laughs> throughout the the whole thing. It's not. So it's like to, roads are like become puzzles and d- castles and uh, yeah shadows. Okay, so, so I've given I've given you your your fair criticism of everything else, but you're not doing the sort of. Uh, ingenuity of the environmental puzzles justice i don't think like the first time you're playing this game perspective puzzles they're not all perspective puzzles you probably didn't find them all um so you learn these mechanics and you feel like you're applying them just to these puzzles that are that are out in front of you 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 walk up to these doors you see the pictures you draw the lines you open up the doors um and for different people like i mean with that explanation how does that not sound thrilling everyone i've spoken with at a different point in the game um Sometimes some people don't actually discover until the very end of the game, but uh, you will discover that what we were just alluding to that literally everywhere you look, the ground, the sky, clouds, water, a door, the back of a door, the switch that you're using, anything in the game, once you understand the shapes and the puzzle mechanics, you can use those to solve the world around you is the best way I would describe it. Um, What's the secret ending? Yeah, it's fine. It works fine. It's, it's not really a secret. It's not really a secret ending. It's more that um, you at the end of the game, you know how there's like how I just hinted that sometimes you can get multiple solutions to a puzzle. Yeah. At the very end, there's a there's a puzzle that um, will open up the final elevator that will you know reset the game for you. Um, but oh, isn't you, there also like a challenge room? Is that yeah, what it you, is? If you yeah. take a step backwards and you solve that puzzle in the opposite way uh, than the immediate one then it opens up a special basement in the mountain where the hardest versions of every single puzzle mechanic are laid out just in like a room full of puzzles. <laughs> and it's, it's that interpretation of like, this is the hardest version of Did all Did you the beat puzzles. that? Yes. I've cleared. I've, I've it's amazing. That. I remember uh, Lord, Lord Scotland saying, uh, no, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> like now, after seeing you. Now here's the here's the deal. Here's the deal. Past that, the the final area in the in the challenge room is then a third uh, area, in which, and this is this is the part that'll really probably excite Kenny, in which there's a record player, and you can start the record with the easiest with just the switch, the the first mechanic you ever use. You can just draw from left to right and start the record player, and it plays in its entirety, Hall of the Mountain King. And you have, from the time it starts to the time it finishes, to get through the final area, I haven't been able to do it. Um, I've tried it dozens of times, <laughs> and I can get to the very end. But it's it's not only then just the hardest versions of the puzzles, but then for the first time in the game, there's a timed element to it where you have to complete it within a certain time, otherwise the whole thing resets again. Yeah. Well, um, that sounds fucking thrilling. Anyways, the environmental puzzles, the, the thing that it does good, if you're into it, right, is that you get, there, there were times when I, I got so into 
the, the way that it changed how I perceived the game rather than just going through like that to me was the closest thing I could describe to story. Like it, it basically the same way that story will propel you through uh, like in a narrative will propel you through a game. The act of like moving from place A to place B and not just walking, but like walking and looking all around you to try and find something that you may have missed. That was, I think, the most unique and compelling part of this game on top of the puzzle mechanics. And it it's so good at doing that if you're if you're into the puzzle mechanics that it for the first time in a long time, it actually transitions out of when you're playing the game. Like I started realizing that the, I, my brain was so hooked into the puzzle solving mechanic that when I un, you know when I stopped playing the game and I would go out into real life, I would see shapes in real life and my brain would take a picture of them. Like my brain was still in puzzle solving picture taking mode to the extent that our friend, the Scottish Lord and I started texting each other photos of where we, when we would see like a water stain on a sidewalk that looked like a witness puzzle. Like you, you'll you start seeing them everywhere in real life. And I think to me that if I had to guess as sort of like the epitome of like the head up the ass, philosophical thought process that was trying to be invoked in this game that would be my guess and i think i could have achieved that without any of the bullshit story that we were alluding to and that's why i think my my main criticism is just take that out it probably then would be this game would be even less appealing to even fewer people but to the ones that it did appeal to like myself i think it would have been a little bit more powerful and probably would have felt more fun like you kind of secretly discovered this this story instead of it being sort of like randomly told to you in some weird way my final thought is in response to your seeing the patterns everywhere is i disconnected so hard from this game i've never thought about it since only when it's brought up in the review context i just don't give a shit about it i I mean i normally i would fight hard but like i i totally i totally get it this time kenny like i there's nothing i can say i totally get how this would just not be for everyone and if it's not, I, I can't, there's no argument I can provide against it. It really is obtuse in many ways and it's challenging in many ways that are either exciting because that's the sort of stuff that you're into or you're not going to be into it. Um, and I totally get it. I, for what it's worth, I was super into it to the point where the I, I've tried to, to level the most criticisms that I can that I think took away from what I thought were good in the game. But overall, I think if you're, if you're really into just logic and puzzle solving and just thought, like meditative thought process and just cumbersome problems that seem like they have like no solution, but you feel a sense of achievement when you finally get it done, then you may love this game. Um, I thought it was really, really great. I feel like that's a very broad stroke. Let's just say if you like your iPad and going to places and staring at things, you'll like this. So uh, with that being said, uh, we that's our very lukewarm, maybe you'll like this game, probably not review of the witness, but, it's definitely worth playing through, I think, once to see how it all works. Not playing all the way through, mind you, but, you know, when it's in a bucket bin or something. Find the CD yeah. and the software bin just like missed back I in the day. I think it's fun to try it and discover it for... It's probably fun to try it and see what it's all about for almost anybody. But then pretty quickly on, you'll realize which bucket you fall into, I think. Pretty easy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's it. We're done. We're done with this. And we're done with you. And thank you for listening. I'm Kenny Myers, and with me, Matthew Anderson. And uh, now we're going to show you a 30-minute video of a paper flowing in the wind. We're not going to do that. Say goodbye. See ya. Bye.